Hey guys, this is Lawrence from the audio feed. Before we get started with this episode, a quick disclaimer. The opinions you'll hear, aside from mine and Crystal's, are those of you, the listeners, and they don't necessarily reflect those of the audio feed or PhD TV. A little while ago, we had asked you to send us some stories about how the current funding climate for science has affected your career plans. We put together some of your responses, read dramatically, of course, into this podcast. We also talked to Sean Yu, an audio feed listener who actually moved from the U.S. to Switzerland for his postdoc because of the funding climate. And finally, we'd like to keep this conversation going, so we'd love to hear from you in the comments, on Facebook, or on Twitter at PhD Comics. Be sure to check out some videos and a comic that go along with this podcast at phdcomics.com. Thanks. Would you entertain us? Yeah, I'll try. Okay, all right. Okay, so Godzilla's behind me, and I, and I'm just I just gotta scream. Yeah, you're 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 running for your life, and instead of Godzilla, it's uh it's actually this money vacuum that all it does is it takes up your research money, and uh, you're running away from it like your life depends on it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. We interrupt this audition for Are You There, Godzilla? It's Me, Margaret, with breaking news. We're receiving reports of a funding asteroid headed towards the Earth. This looming specter of cuts to basic research threatens our way of life. Around the world, research and development budgets are being cut. How are people responding to this recent threat? We go now to Lawrence Young, a reporter on the ground. Thanks, Crystal. It's too late to stop it. All signs point to an extinction-level event. Hold your manuscripts close, because this one might be Armageddon. I'm here at TIG, the Technical Institute of Georgia, where I've been asking students and scientists how they're preparing for the impending and no doubt deep impact of these cuts. Hey, you there, you there. You look like a student. What's your name? Richard Allen Williams. How are you facing this asteroid of funding cuts? Well, uh, with much hardship, I'll say. I'm currently in my last year of my PhD, and I've applied for three postdoc fellowships, all of which have been rejected. Man, that sucks. Yes. So, so I decided to apply for a postdoc outside of my field, um, which I got. So in the current funding climate, I guess a job is a job, and I'm not going to be a scientist anymore. Let's see what the professors are thinking. You look like a professor. What's your name? Uh, that'll be Professor Anonymous to you. Oh, excuse me. Professor Anonymous. How are you facing these funding cuts? Well, uh, I can't really plan what to do next. Uh, under my previous funding scenarios, we would have been able to take on two PhD students in the next year, but because we don't know what our funding situation will be, we might not be able to take on any. The truth is, I don't know. And because I don't know and no one does, it is impossible to make any sort of long-term rational plans. Uh, like many scientists, I have family abroad and I don't have to stay here. If there is a decision to not fund science in the U.S. anymore, I'll take my fancy degrees and extensive training to another country, somewhere where I have a hope of making a life for myself. Crystal, it seems as though scientists are now valuing life in the face of catastrophe. I can't say I know how that feels. So, I guess back to you. Well, Lawrence, I think it means that she wants time to go hiking curate her collection of laser pointers, or possibly... Oh, 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 record podcasts in her closet. Uh-huh. We have a caller on the line from Switzerland. Let's take that call. Uh, my name is Sean Yu. I am a regular listener to Audio Feed, and I am currently a postdoctoral associate for the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology in Lausanne, Switzerland. Hi. Hey, guys. <laughs> uh, Sean, I gotta be honest here. You don't sound Swiss. 
I'm 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 actually from Taiwan. Oh. So um, so what brought you to Luzon? Um, actually, right when I finished, it was on the process of finishing up a PhD at Vanderbilt just uh, back in October. Mm-hmm. There were buzzes on the Colbert Report and John Stewart, which were uh, about like the budget cuts. And one of the things that uh, that I thought to myself after seeing what had happened to NASA and uh, and how they were really affected in the last time they, they did the budget cuts was that maybe the NSF and the NIH would get hit next. Wow, this guy's committed. <laughs> Following the science. Yeah. yeah. Actually, has that changed your career plans at all? Uh, I think that that's kind of like the subject of this. Uh, it took me basically um, just one and a half months to kind of um, begin to, to think uh, a lot more differently. Wait, wait, what do you mean by think differently? I think ultimately I still have always seen like a tenure track uh, faculty as being uh, the dream job because it was just kind of like the ultimate in terms of being able to drive the science in any way you wanted. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't know, having been here just for a month, that's kind of um, what's kind of changed a little bit. I'm not sure that I have a dream job anymore. And, and, and uh, what made you change? Well, so... Basel, um, which is just a two-hour train ride from here, is the home to Novartis and Roche, among other um, drug drug-making giants. Right. And um, the guys who work at Novartis and Roche get paid a lot more and get um, get five weeks of paid vacation a year um, to do basically a similar job as someone in uh, in a tenure track position. The only real difference to me was kind of like the whole um, the job security. I mean, to me, that was really the biggest difference is whether or not I, I really value my job security as opposed to getting paid uh, well to to work basically a semi-normal, um, I guess, work schedule, about 50 hours a week max maybe is what I'm hearing. And on top of that, still have a really a good work-life balance on like, you know, having to write grants all the time. Well, that actually sounds like a dream job. A little too good to be true. How does that even work? So the Alps are, I could see them from my window. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so Just bragging um, now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But uh, people go on weekend escapades to like Rome or Paris or or uh, London or whatever just to, you know, go sightseeing and then come back. So at this point, right, you have tons of free time relative to us. I mean, you're right. We do have a lot more free time in the sense that I, I don't write as many grants anymore as I used to. I mean, I still write fellowships and whatnot. But I will I will remind you that my coworkers do work about as many hours as a lot of the grad students back in the U.S. So, I mean, I, mean, I, I guess that's the thing. I feel like I said everybody works extra hours during the week. So it's like a... Five day a week, sixty hour job for like the two two days in the weekend where you can do whatever you want. So it's all right. <laughs> I mean, I have a question for you. So you're not you're not one of the dinosaurs that dies out. You're not following the traditional model, right? You adapted. Yeah. You got a postdoc. You went to Switzerland. Like, what what traits do you think that you as a, as an or adaptable organism have that confer fitness in that context? I think uh, it's it's one of the most important things is uh, is definitely the nimbleness. I think um, I mean everybody's doing great research and and whatnot, and there's a lot of great ideas out there um, all across the world. And uh, unfortunately, in certain areas of the world, the funding's not quite there to help uh, you know promising ideas come to fruition. And inevitably, a lot of good ideas are going to get cut. And if we're able to take a step back and to detach ourselves from the from our ideas and our work, I know. It's it's tough to do that because we feel like we're, our ideas are all individually gifts to society, <laughs> but unfortunately, there's simply not enough money in academia all across the world to keep all of us um, in it. So, oh, by the way, in case you guys are considering faculty positions down the line, I don't know how much information you guys get about Switzerland, but uh, all faculty members at ETH and EPFL, which are the two main federal institutes here, get guaranteed funding. Whoa. So. 
it's it's a pretty sweet deal if you could get one of those faculty jobs. <laughs> this is getting a little ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what you've got chocolate, you've got cheese, a lot of got... cheese. There's definitely a lot of great fondue. Uh, there's uh, people don't hear a lot about Swiss wine, but um, the vineyards are just a ten minute train ride out to you know just down the lake. And uh, and the thing about Swiss wine is that they don't export them, and so you know you have a lot of great wines right here just in this area that. Um, you know that that's really really cheap but i mean you could buy wine for like eight like good wine for eight francs or which is basically uh eight dollars and so okay you've convinced us we're moving yeah so so can we stay on your uh your your, your apartment floor yeah definitely. i mean i've got extra extra beds in case you guys want to visit <laughs> nice okay yeah we're coming yeah done be there in 12 hours <laughs> yeah no seriously i gotta go i have shoes to pack um, we're, we're in the middle of a show no i gotta go they have chocolate they have wine i'm going <laughs> i'm going okay I'm um Lawrence, I, why don't you just, you know, wrap it up. Um, well, thanks for calling, Sean. Yeah, thanks for the interview, and au revoir. Or uh, maybe bonjour. <laughs> um, you've been listening to the audio feed, and I guess we'll see you from Switzerland. Well, that's our show for this month. But wait, there's more. I sat down with Jai Ranganathan of SciFun to discuss crowdsourcing your science. In video, video, video. And our very own Zach Tobin has an exciting investment opportunity for you. You can follow the audio feed on Twitter at PhD Comics or find us on Facebook, Piled Higher and Deeper. Now, get busy! This podcast was produced by Lawrence Young. Oh, sorry, Young. <laughs> Written by Crystal Dilworth and Lauren Chiang. We would like to thank everyone who sends us stories about how their funding climate affected their career plans. Special thanks to Gene Ash, Saku Cole, Meg Rosenberg, Jorge Cham, I love him, and Zach Tober. The opening theme was composed by Michael Gallant. And performed by Michael Gallant and Lawrence Young. For more information about Michael, go to gallantmusic.com. This podcast is distributed by PhD TV for Piled Higher and Deeper Publishing. Piled Higher and Deeper Publishing is a limited liability company.